welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 202 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. Hey, did you notice we have a new name? Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast is officially changed to the Thriving as a Physician podcast, how to lose weight and love your life. Change the name because I think the Thriving as a Physician better represents the breadth of what I help you with and what I really want for you. As I've been talking about, if you've been listening to the podcast, I think like just aiming for weight loss is setting the bar really low. I think we should be aiming as physicians to thrive. And if losing weight is part of that, fantastic, but let's do it in a way that allows you to thrive. Let's stop with the weight loss that makes our life horrible, that we hate, (laughs) that makes us feel restricted and deprived and makes us feel like we just have to exert so much energy just to stick to our diet. Let's stop all that. And let's start to thrive instead. So welcome to episode 202 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I have lots more planned of amazing things I'm going to share with you over the coming years. I'm really excited to be up and over the 200 mark. And part of the celebration of the 200 episode mark is the name change. I've been contemplating and thinking about it for quite some time. And so it's fun to actually have it in place. If you are not already subscribed or following this podcast, please hit the button wherever you're listening. It'll make sure you get all the new episodes as soon as I release them. Plus, it does help the podcast get found. So if you're subscribing, it just helps it get out there. And while you're at it, consider sharing this podcast with another physician. There are so many physicians out there that need to thrive because we as a community, as physicians, are not thriving right now. This is, I think, some of the most challenging times in recent decades for physicians post-pandemic. And so physicians need to thrive. Share the podcast so that more physicians can get this information. I would highly appreciate it. Thank you very much in advance. All right. Today we're talking about spontaneity. This is something that came up in my new free Facebook group, which also I opened as a celebration of the 200th episode. It's called the Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. And it's going to be a place where you can build community. If you're a physician listening to the podcast, you can build community and we can dig deeper into the topics of the podcast. I've created it to be a safe place to talk about anything eating and weight related for physicians. And so I encourage you to come join. You do need to be a physician to join this Facebook group. So search in Facebook for Thriving as a Physician or the link is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 
thriving as a physician, which is all one word. Please do answer the questions Facebook asks you because I need to confirm that you are actually a physician. And if I can't confirm that, I won't let you into the group. Okay, so come join us in that. That's another exciting development. And the impact of being in that group is when there's issues that you bring up, maybe you'll get a whole podcast episode about it because this is something that came from the group that struggling with that need for spontaneity and feeling that when you're trying to lose weight, all the spontaneity goes out the window. So I thought it would be a great topic for a podcast. I've kind of talked about it briefly about how I really love spontaneity. I struggle with planning or I have for a lot of years. I do not like my whole week planned out ahead of me. I like to think like maybe a day ahead of what I want to do. It feels better to me. And I've had to learn how do I combine these two? How do I combine my love for being spontaneous, my feeling of wanting a bit of freedom with needing to stay on top of my eating so that I manage my weight? Because for years and years, being spontaneous with my eating got in the way of my weight loss. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. I think this episode will be really helpful for a lot of you because I think you can have both. (laughs) This is the thing that I don't think gets taught is if you want spontaneity, fantastic. Let's create spontaneity. It doesn't need to be one or the other. And I think this is an example of where custom designing how you approach your own weight loss instead of just trying to fit into somebody else's diet is really, really important for long-term because it honors what your needs are in your weight loss. Okay, my weekly tip. What have I been thinking about this week? Well, this morning before I started recording this podcast, I was head and shoulders underneath my daughter's bunk bed, (laughs) digging stuff out from the archaeological dig that is the space underneath their bed. They are currently with my parents on a camping this week, and I told them I would be doing some cleaning in their room because it is two creative kids sharing a room that like to hold on to every single thing they've ever encountered creates a lot of mess and clutter that they have a real difficulty letting go of. So this morning I woke up and I knew I had to do that and I dreaded it because I don't particularly like cleaning, but it's also something that's been driving me bananas. So what do you do? You got something you got to get done. You don't actually want to do it. It's not going to be super fun. What do you do? Well, a couple tips. Number one, if you've ever read the book, Eat the Frog, it's the concept that the kind of biggest thing on your to-do list that you most don't want to do, just get it done and out of the way first. So I decided I'm going to spend some time in their room before I do anything else because otherwise it'll just get pushed off and I just won't get around to it. That's what I've done most of the week is pushed it off, not got around to it. And then the second piece is set a timer and put on some music. This is exactly what I tell my girls to do when I'm telling them to clean their room. Set a timer, put on some music and just focus and go. And so that's what I did. 20 minutes, put on some music, dived under that bed, started pulling stuff out, throwing a bunch of stuff away, clearing stuff out. There's still a lot more work to do. And this is an important part when you're using timers. Timers are a very useful productivity tool. But when the timer goes off, you generally won't be finished the task. So like something like cleaning a room, which is a disaster zone, (laughs) 20 minutes is not enough. So you have to be willing to set the timer and then walk away. And then you can come back and set another timer. But it makes it so that the job itself isn't so overwhelming. If you've got a bunch of notes to do or other things that you've been avoiding, set a timer Do what you can in that time and then walk away and give yourself a break. Teach yourself that you can do little bits. It has impact, but it doesn't have to overwhelm. And then come back when you're ready to do more. 
So later today, I'll probably set another timer and then probably another timer. I'm thinking I'm going to do like three boats in their room. And hopefully in that time, we'll get it somewhat decent, or at least the big problem areas will be sorted. (laughs) Wish me luck. Uh, my mom listening to this podcast is laughing at me because my room was a complete and utter disaster when I was a child. And I'm sure she had to do the same thing. I don't really ever remember cleaning under my bed as a child. So I'm not really sure how it looked. <laughs> I remember my closet being a disaster though. Okay, let's talk about spontaneity. So I mentioned before that being spontaneous in my own weight loss really got in my way of losing weight for a lot of years. Because for me, spontaneity meant I was either eating healthy and following a diet or as being spontaneous. It was one or the other. I didn't see that they could be together, that both needs could be met. So if I was being spontaneous, it meant I was eating food that didn't support my weight loss and probably eating too much of it. I was being spontaneous in the food decision of like, oh, let's just order in, let's just have pizza or whatever it was. And so I think this is an area where diet culture creeps in. We have this belief of how weight loss should be. And one of the things is it shouldn't be spontaneous. It should be structured. And in this podcast episode, I want you to question that. What if that's not true? What if weight loss can be spontaneous? It would be fantastic if it was spontaneous. Just contemplate that, that maybe the problem isn't that you want spontaneity. Maybe the problem is that we've just been taught that it shouldn't be spontaneous. And so then we haven't developed the skills to create spontaneity. Now, inside Thrive Academy for Physicians, my coaching program, I have a Thrive physician planner that I've created. So it's a custom planner just for the members of my program. And it's just kind of finally released everybody that has gotten a swag bag, has their hard copy at home, which is super fun. And so we're doing a challenge with the planner. And this is another reason why I wanted to record this episode, because as I was planning my day today, I needed to have some spontaneity in it. And I noticed how I do that now, how it's different than what I I would have done in the past. So I've developed the skill of creating spontaneity, creating flexibility, even when using a planner. And back when I thought that I couldn't have both, I didn't plan because planning felt restrictive. Planning felt like I got stuck in this path that I couldn't get out of. For me to learn how to use a planner as a good tool in my weight loss, I had to learn how to plan spontaneity, which may sound weird to you. So this morning when I was working on my planner and planning my spontaneity for dinner tonight, what I ended up doing is recording a live in the Facebook group for members of my coaching program to demonstrate to them how I did it. It really just showed me that through the years of managing my own weight, I've really had to create these flexibility and spontaneity and different approaches that actually honor me as an individual. Because back when I was trying to lose weight and I wasn't honoring me as an individual, when I was trying to jam myself into the way I thought weight loss should be and I hated it and it didn't feel good and so then I didn't do it and then I beat myself up. Sound familiar to anybody? It just wasn't sustainable. I didn't get traction in my weight loss. A lot of what I think has made me successful in my weight loss and where I have the confidence that I can keep it off is things like this, coming up against a problem, being like, I don't like it when it's like that, and then problem solving to figure out how to get around it. So I have a couple of questions for you that I want you to contemplate in your own weight loss. Number one is, 
what if spontaneity and eating in a way that supports your weight loss could exist together? Just want you to contemplate and consider that. What if they could exist together? What if they didn't have to be separate? What if being spontaneous didn't have to mean you're blowing your weight loss progress out the window? Contemplate that. And then think about what would that look like in your life? If you could have both, what would it look like? And this might be something that you don't have an immediate answer for, and that's totally fine because it's kind of a bit of a foreign concept, right? That you may not have asked yourself before. So over the week, contemplate it. Be like, what could that look like? What would that look like for me? Because it's going to look different for everybody. I have some tips coming up on how you can do it, but I think thinking about it for yourself is going to be very powerful. Third question is, what do you think spontaneity represents to you? So we often talk, I want spontaneity. I want more spontaneity in my eating. I want more flexibility. But what is it representing to you? If you had spontaneity, what would that feel like? What would that be like? What would your days be like? How would they be different? And I'm asking this question because I think it's going to help you figure out for you, what do you do to create spontaneity? Because it will be different for each person. What does spontaneity mean to you? All right, let's talk tips. How do you actually do this? And these are all tips that I use in my own life. When I was writing the outline for this podcast, I was thinking, okay, how do I do this? Because I, I never worry about being spontaneous anymore. I honor that part of me that sometimes I like to be spontaneous and that I can do it and still manage my weight. I can still stick to healthy eating. Or if I'm being spontaneous with foods that don't help my weight, that I can just get back to my healthy eating afterwards. One spontaneous meal doesn't need to make me regain all my weight or slow any weight loss goals I have that I can just manage it. So tip number one is have an, a general idea, but don't plan specific. So I did this for many, many years in my own weight loss. I didn't actually plan specific meals for the day. I had a general idea. So my general idea was low carb. My general idea was in that I looked for protein and vegetables and fat. And that's what my meals consisted of. And the rest I left up a little bit to what it was, like what I encountered, what I felt like in the day. That worked well for a lot of years. Over the years, I've been able to create more planning and still hold that and have found that the planning actually helps my week. It, it saves me time when I plan. It saves me mental energy. So the progress of that was I started planning dinners so that I knew we had the food in the house and I didn't have to come home from a busy day and think, oh my gosh, what am I going to feed the kids? So that was the first step in planning. But I don't plan dinner every night. I still don't. Back when I first started, I tried and then we ended up with way too much food. Plus, there were some nights where I wanted to be spontaneous. So I plan generally three dinners per week for the weekdays. One day ends up being leftovers. And then Fridays, we leave as spontaneous. And what we plan on Fridays is usually a low-carb meal that still supports our health and weight loss goals, but it's a spontaneous low-carb meal. Fridays, my husband's off, so sometimes we smoke stuff, um, meaning food. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we do like a bigger meal or invite friends over, but we leave it spontaneous. So have a general idea, but you don't have to plan it all out. And inside Thrive Academy, I teach you how to do a blueprint, an eating blueprint. And this is the approach I've used for so many years. I don't record macros. I don't 
like write everything down. But what I learned is if I have this general blueprint of how I eat, I can then apply it to restaurants and when I eat out at friends and if I'm trying to plan a spontaneous meal and it still lets me keep losing weight, even though the actual details have not been planned. And so that's a tool that I teach inside my coaching program, Thrive Academy. So number two is plan days or meals to be spontaneous. So I kind of already referenced this for us Friday nights. We don't plan what we're going to eat. Friday during the day, we start talking about it and that gives us that spontaneity. Tonight, we're going to a friend's 50th birthday party. So I don't actually know what they're serving. I didn't ask. And when I was doing my plan today, I had to be spontaneous with it. This is what I shared in the Facebook group for my members of my coaching program is how do I manage that? How do you go to a party, be spontaneous with what's there, not even really know what's going to be there, but also honor your goals. And same thing is I just have decided whatever proteins are there, whatever vegetables are there, those are what I'm going to combine together to make my meal. I've also thought through, am I going to want cake or not? Now, this might not sound very spontaneous, but in this specific situation where you're walking into a highly food-focused environment, I think it's very helpful to contemplate in advance. And my husband's upstairs right now making an amazing cake. He makes fantastic cakes and decorates them beautifully. So this one is a trailer. It's our friend really likes to camp. And so it's her trailer that he's making and the cake itself will be delicious, but I don't think I'm going to eat any. When I was thinking about it today, I could have it anytime. And I think I'm just going to really enjoy the look of the cake, but I'm not going to have any. And then what I actually eat is going to be spontaneous. So planning like a meal like that, where you're like, okay, in general, this meal is going to be this, or I'm not going to plan anything tomorrow, but we're going to stick with proteins and vegetables. All of that can give you that sense of spontaneity without sinking your weight loss goals. Lots of times I'll just be like, especially on a weekend where we have more time to cook, because I do like to cook. I'll be like, ah, I feel like Thai food. Okay. How do I do that and make it low carb? Because we don't actually eat Thai food out very often because it's very high sugar and my husband has diabetes. So it's just not a good option. So last weekend I was like, let's make Thai food spontaneously. And then I just went to work looking up some recipes that sounded good and modifying them to make them low carb. We had an amazing meal. It was so much fun. Number three is look for other places to be spontaneous. Often we want to be spontaneous with our food because we're lacking spontaneity in other areas of our life. And being spontaneous with your food is a little bit easier on the energy spectrum than trying to be spontaneous with what you're doing. And we may have beliefs that we can't be spontaneous with our time or our other activities, but I would question that. Contemplate, like, are you wanting to be spontaneous with your food because you're missing spontaneity elsewhere in your life? And if that's the case, how can you create more spontaneity in your life? This was me. And I remember years ago when I was pretty burnt out talking to my own coach saying, I just want more fun. I just want to be more spontaneous. And he asked me what that would look like. And I couldn't give him an answer. And this comes up quite a bit when I'm coaching physicians is often as physicians, we lose this piece of ourselves. And if you ask yourself, what would be spontaneous? What would be fun? You may not know. And that's okay. It's okay to not know. But start asking yourself the question, start playing with it. We don't know only because we've kind of kept that piece of ourselves shoved down and quiet and ignored for so many years of our life in order to accomplish what we needed to accomplish. But now's perhaps a good time to start letting that piece of your life come back into focus. What would be fun? What would be spontaneous? If you don't know at all, start playing around with some stuff. 
Number four, experiment with new ways of preparing your foods or types of food. I hear a lot about like, I'm feeling so bored with my healthy food. And I think if that's the case, and I've done a podcast episode on food boredom, but if you're finding that, then just start to experiment. Again, have fun. If you're missing fun, creating healthy food can be fun. You can make it fun by being like, oh, I wonder what I could do. I really miss this food. I wonder if I could create something similar that's healthier, that works for me. This week I made spicy egadashi tofu, which I'd never made before, but I love Like if you get really good spicy egadashi tofu, it's so good. But when we order it from the sushi places around here, it's got a lot of battering on it. It essentially just has tempura batter, which then makes it higher carb. And so I made it with, it wasn't a low, low carb meal, but it was definitely lower than if we'd ordered it. And it was delicious and we may be obsessed with it now. (laughs) But things like that, let that be fun. I've talked about this before, but I find having different dressings fun. So right now I've got two dressings in my fridge. One is a truffle mushroom vinaigrette and the other one is a spicy Japanese mayo that I used on the egadashi tofu. So those two things can create spontaneity. And that comes to my next point is I have selections available. So if I have a couple really good dressings, and by the way, they take minutes to prepare and they're so much better than something out of a bottle. If I have a couple good dressings available, then I can combine that. Like I can use them as dips. I can put them on lettuce. I can put them on arugula. I could put them on cabbage. I could drizzle them over grilled veggies. I can cook the tofu and drizzle it over. There's so many different options that you can create spontaneity with by just having a couple of selections available in your fridge. And like I said, I'm not talking about like really in-depth, like a lot of time involvement to create selections, experiment and find the things that are super tasty, you really love, and they take like a very minimal amount of time to prepare. So it's easy for you to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to whip that up. Number six is view menus as puzzle pieces. So when I go to a new menu, when I'm going to somewhere where I haven't eaten before, I kind of view it as a game. that it's fun. I go in with this blueprint of, okay, in general, I'm going to be looking for a protein, vegetables with some fat. And then I look through the whole menu and look on what ways can I combine what's on this menu and what this restaurant offers to accomplish that in a way that I'm going to really enjoy. So it's not that because I'm trying to lose weight, I have to order off the salad menu. I can create a lot of different things by looking through, okay, what are my protein choices here? What are the different vegetable choices here? How do I want to combine them? And just asking to do custom orders. One of my favorites is looking in the rice and noodle section of a menu and putting something like that. And normally we come on rice or noodles on shredded cabbage. Most restaurants have some shredded cabbage and it's a delicious alternative to noodles and it works really well. I never miss the noodles. I actually would prefer cabbage and it's great. You still get the sauce and really that's what we're there for, right? The sauce is always the best part and you can enjoy it easily. It's no big deal. Learn these things for yourself about what works and what combinations are really good for you and what things are you willing to ask for. Look, here's a tip, look on the sides section of a menu and then also look through all the entrees and read what sides they're offering with different entrees. Some restaurants will have some unique sides with some of their entree combos because basically if it's on the menu, you can ask to have a side of it or have it substituted for the potato or starch. Um, There's a lot of different ways that you can do that. 
Okay, my tips for being spontaneous in your eating. Number one, have a general idea, but don't plan specifics. Now, you don't have to do that every day, right? You can be like, today I'm going to plan. Later in the week, I'm feeling like I want a little spontaneity, so I'm going to just plan the generals and not plan specifics. Play with it and see what actually works for you. All of this is an experiment. You get to play with it, try it out, see what works, and then modify it to make it work. That's how long-term weight loss works, guys. Number two, plan days or meals to be spontaneous. So have a night where you don't plan anything if that's what you like. Look for other places. This is number three. Look for other places to be spontaneous. Are you craving spontaneity in your food because you're actually wanting it in your life? Then if that's true, then no amount of spontaneity in your food is really going to scratch the itch and you'll keep looking for it. So if you want spontaneity or more fun in your life, get to work creating that. Number four, experiment with new ways of preparing your food and types of food. Google is your best friend. If there's a food that you love and you're wishing you could have, you can totally eat it. Or you can also Google and find an alternative that's going to work and give you the same flavor profile that will taste as good and you'll be happy with. Number five, have selections available. Have a couple different options of things in your fridge that you can combine and make a bunch of different meals out of that feel spontaneous. You can decide the combination in the moment if the general ingredients or the general pieces of the combination all work for you, then you can combine anything. And then number six, view menus as a puzzle piece. Go in thinking that it's a game that you can see what you can design off of a restaurant's menu that's going to work for you and that you're going to enjoy. All right. If you have other ways that you keep spontaneity in your weight loss, I would love to hear them. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. Remember to come join me in my brand new Thriving as a Physician Facebook group. So search for Thriving as a Physician or head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Thriving as a Physician, which is all one word. And as we're heading into September, getting into the fall, all the back to schools getting going, I know this is a time where often you start to have more focus and time to think about your own goals, come join me in Thrive Academy for Physicians to start actually going after those goals in a way that lets you thrive for the weight loss because then it lasts more and also thriving your life because you deserve to thrive. All right, have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.